Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. O oh, pubsman of the Pintwood Plains, hear my plaintive prayer and bring me publy gains. O oh, keeper of the still and firkin cask, place before me side streets bathed in pastel violet roofs of dusk. O oh, glazer of bow windows, writer of signs, tanner of booth hides and cleaner of lines. Bind us together, here, in spirit, ale, and porter, and reveal to us now the moon underwater. Song, good even song, and and many matins, matins to thee all. Um, welcome to the moon underwater. Oh, it's so nice uh, to have you all uh, in this pub of the mind. Uh, usually, obviously, your presence in the moon underwater is sort of more of a ghostly shimmer, really, to an extent, um, and also in. Uh, the moving oil paintings, like in Harry Potter. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to um, to a, a pub of the mind before, a sort of ghostly pub in the further realm. Uh, but they're different to normal pubs. They have different rules and regulations. And like all imaginary dream pubs, uh, you can't order drinks using the QR codes during the show. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's very, uh, it's quite lonesome in the moon underwater this evening. Um, obviously, there's, you're, you're all here, and that's fantastic, but I don't know whether you're really here uh, or whether I just dreamt you in some harrowing, lonely corner of the day uh, and you arrived thus. Um, but the reason it's lonely is because who's that banging at the door? Oh, someone, someone let him in before he does him send a mischief. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's pub regular, the lovely Robin Allender. 
Oh, and here he comes. Here he comes. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Mattins to thee, Robin. Yes, well, well, very good Mattins. Yes. Good Mattins to you. Yes. Um, You're quite out of breath. It's quite a long walk. It is. Well, it's a walk through time and space. Yeah. It's a walk through infinity. And from that door there. Yeah. Yeah. The pandemic's been hard for us all. It has, hasn't it? (laughs) Robin, question. Hmm. Uh, What find the pubwood in the crepuscular light? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I said, what find the pubwood in the crepuscular light? Well, it's a mixture of um, feelings. Yeah. What find me? Yeah. In a crepuscular light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sort of how am I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm good. I feel good. Good, good. I feel good. It's lovely to be in a pub. It's lovely to be with real people. Is real people or just figments of our own desire? Yeah. That, well, it's unclear yet. Figments are still real. Are they now? Mm. That's a good point, actually. Uh, I went to t- I went to I went to two pubs this week. Oh, great! Yeah, I went to the Swan in Thornbury. Oh, Christ! Where um, uh, well, Thornbury was sort of my first pubbing ground when I was a teenager. And what's interesting, Robin, to discuss can a pub change its spots? Because the interesting thing about the Swan is so in Thornbury, there's like a sort of a circle around the main centre of eight pubs, all within sort of a minute's walk of each other. So it, it was quite, a, even though it's a lovely market town by day, by night it could be quite rough because mm. everyone would descend on it from various sort of, uh, sort of satellite towns of, of Bristol. And the Swan was like the last one I would have gone. I would never go in the Swan because I'd got my head kicked in. But like now it's a really charming pub because it's probably changed hand two or three times since I was there. So it's quite strange to be sit, sat in a, a pub that terrifies you while it's sort of really nice. And you're yeah. sort of waiting for someone to, to, from a school bully to come in and call you gay and push you. <laughs> and it's sort of weird that that didn't happen. Yeah. But what time were you there? Uh, like six till seven. On a, on a which day? A Thursday. Okay. Because I think on a Friday, it might still get a little bit edgy. I don't know. It seemed very pleasant. How's, the, like, how's the knot of rope? The knot of rope over the rope. Sorry. <laughs> Anyone been to Thornbury? <laughs> <laughs> it's where we went to school. Princess Diana visited there. Princess Diana went to the knot of rope? No, she, uh, she went to the castle and opened the music suite. Yes, yeah, my brother held a door open for her. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> she said... Thanks. Oh, yeah, that's so her. She said, thank you, Do- she said, thank you, Dorman. Oh, what lovely. A lovely touch. What yeah. a lovely touch. Yeah. But uh, Thornbury's, like, as John said, a very small town. And it's one of those small towns that looks very picturesque, but gets very rough. Um, but the knot of rope used to be the, the, very much the kind of the one where you'd get served. So yeah, the, the knot of rope was, I guess, the in a, uh, alternative one. Mm. In, in that one man there had a tattoo. Because <laughs> this is before tattoos were sort of mainstream. Yeah, they were. They saw you pretty edgy if you had a tattoo mm. back in the uh, late nineties. <laughs> and then another pub I went to. I'm not going to name it because I'm about to be a bit mean about it. Um, it was a really nice pub I went to on uh, Friday. And they were doing table service because of 
sort of because of COVID. And I thought, well, you don't really need to do that anymore because it's like empty. So I just said, it's all right if I go to the bar. And they said, yeah, that's fine. Um, and anyway, afterwards, I got the bill. And A, a pint of Guinness was six quid. B, they charged 12.5% service charge. On the pint? Yeah, what? on the pints. <laughs> So the pint of Guinness was, would have worked out as uh, 6, 60, 72.5 or whatever, if you can do half pences. But it was kind of frustrating that I'd cut out the middleman because we didn't need table service. Mm. And then they were clearly sort of piggybacking on that to charge a bit extra. In fairness, you know, sort of want to support pubs after difficulties, but... I, I, I thought that was excessive. Yeah. I mean, I actually went to a Weatherspoons this week. That's all right. That's all Is right. It? Okay. <laughs> but um, even though there's a lot of problems with Weatherspoons, yeah, in a funny way, it, it was good. Mm. <laughs> I know a lot of people whose favorite pub is a Spoons. Because, you know, if you think there are a lot of kind of old geezers there and, you know, where, they're not going to go to a craft beer place and buy, you know, buy a pint for six pounds. Uh, so it, it's, it, it does serve a function, but it's a shame it's a Weatherspoons-shaped function. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Mm. Is a Weatherspoons-shaped function a problematic function? I mean, you know, the, what's the guy called, the Weatherspoons guy? Tim Martin. Tim Martin. I mean, he's a, he's a huge bell, bell end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but like... There aren't enough cheaper pubs where, where people can go in London, really. Well, so I guess your question is, is a bellend still a bellend if they are providing a really good service <laughs> and, and have spotted what you've highlighted to be a really big gap in the market? market yeah. Still yeah, he's still a bellend. Yeah, yeah, General consensus is yes. Good point. Also, some, 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 sometimes they're... Ale does taste as a little bit like it's on the turn. Yeah. But that's how they get it cheap. Yeah. Well, I get a big bottle of chisky. A so what? Chisky, you know. Oh, lager. do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, it's nice and, nice and cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Robin? Uh, Frontier. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah, which is Fuller's Frontier. Anyone else? Yeah. Are you going to have another one after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's not your final Frontier. <laughs> you don't mind it. <laughs> They don't mind God. it. It's leagues I don't ahead. mind it. Leagues ahead. Bang. There it is. Out of the mouth. Boom. Mm. Laughter. You, that's, you can build a career on that. Well, you, yeah. you have, you know. I have. Um, I'm drinking uh, Siren Yulu. Anyone drinking Siren Yulu? Yeah. It's lovely. Isn't it nice? Ah. Yeah, very good. It, did you, would you say it was perhaps one degree too cold when it arrived? No you such know, thing. You know that you know those those adverts for sensitive teeth where people sort of bite into an ice cream and go, "Oh, that could have been me taking my first sip of the uh, Sirens Yulu." Um, but as it's warmed up a touch, the taste has increased. What is it? Is it an IPA kind of vibe? I don't know what IPA means. <laughs> I don't think anyone does really. Yeah. It's a pale ale, sure. but I don't know what dif- distinguishes an Indian pale ale from a pale ale. No. They tend to be slightly stronger. Stronger tasting, definitely. But it looks like an American-style one, because it's fizzy. Because it's fizzy? Yeah. We've got camera people in tonight, they're going to love this chat. Um, <laughs> well, it is. No, it's just fizzy, because it's on keg. Yeah. 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 
Cool. I mean, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's called an ale, a pale ale, but it's not an ale. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, in America, you get an IPA and it would be kind of all fizzy and cold. Like fizzy. Fizzy, yeah. Fizzy. <laughs> we say that because Russell Howard's mum pronounces it like that. And once when I was around at Russell's house, his mum asked him if he wanted a drink and he said, I'll have a Diet Coke. And she said, I thought you were off fizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, Robin, Robin, mm. Robin, Robin, have you noticed what's wrong with the moon underwater? No. The surfaces have all leveled. Oh, right, yeah. So every surface in the pub uh, has, uh, has coalesced onto the, a single plane. Yeah. Which means you can't sit down or sit at a table. Sure. Or play the piano. Everything's or, 2D. No, everything's 3D. Oh. But all the surfaces are at the same level. Yeah, okay. And it does that every so often. It's not a problem. No, fine, yeah. I've just got to sort it out. It's like a kind of Tetris when you clear, every, you know, when you're waiting for exactly the... Exactly f- like the Tetris when you clear every wave. Every clear, clear everything. I when mean, not, not, there's not even one left. There's not even one left. So there's every single surface in the moon underwater is currently... And I don't know what the specific coordinates are. Yeah. Uh, but they're certainly all of a level. So I just need to pop the chairs and tables down, um, rearrange some of the paperwork, because otherwise um, our guest is going to be in a right faff. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's listened to the show and you're, that you're always thinking, Robin sort of never really knows what to say at this point. <laughs> um, that's because I, I, I don't. So, but yeah. Uh, yes. Sorry, John. Yeah. So, um, oh God, but there's not even time to do that, Robin. No. Because the, the winged beast <laughs> um, that uh, sometimes accompanies our guest through the uh, sort of the airwaves and the, um, what do you call them? Sort of air tunnels. What is the name for that? Like vents or? No, it's like the air equivalent of like a, a, a rip in uh, water. Oh, um, what, like it's sort of... Vortex. Vortex. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, before you go there, have you, ever see, have you seen the film St. Maud? No. Has anyone seen St. Maud here, horror film? Yeah, it's very good, isn't it? Scary. Is it scary? There's a bit where she starts kind of, she's struggling, and she's in a pub, and the pints... She thinks she's kind of a religious icon. It's a really, really good film. It's a great horror film. And she's in a pub... And the pints start getting little whirlpools in them. Oh. Yeah. And it, that's meant to be a scary bit, but I was watching that going, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Looks good. I'd love to, <laughs> yeah. to dive into that yeah. pint vortex. Yeah. Ooh. Just a bit. Uh, anyway, there's no time uh, to realign all of the surfaces in the pub because the winged beast, uh, the friend, I must point out, is a very friendly uh, winged beast that accompanies our guests through the vor- vortexes in the air, uh, has just uh, rat-a-tat-tatted on the door. And I think that means that this week's guest is here. So please welcome through the door of the moon underwater, Izzy Sooty! (laughs) How are you in this crepuscular light? (laughs) Great. Are you really? Yeah. Uh, how was your journey to the moon underwater? It was, um, I, it, it began by some bins yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, and it's ended with two lovely men. Oh, <laughs> not, not many nights you could say that about. 
I started off at some bins and then met two lovely men. <laughs> uh, now we're sat in, in, a, in, a, in a fantasy pub of the mind. Um, Izzy. Yes. My sister's going to get married in a Weatherspoons. Is she? Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wait, wait, um, which one? I don't know. The, well, I don't know. I think when she lived in Canary Wharf, it was going to be the one in Canary Wharf, but now she's moved, so I guess wherever. But why was it always going to be a Weatherspoons? Yes. And, and I guess the question on a lot of people's lips is why? <laughs> I think she likes to go against the flow. Um, and also, she just... Well, she say that, but they're in the majority now. Yeah, that's true. But she just loves Weatherspoons. And if you love something and you can get married in it, then... I don't mean Weatherspoons in the major- are in the majority. I mean the sort of people that go to Weatherspoons democratically are now a majority in this country. That's not clear. <laughs> I, I, I do think that because... Tim Martin uh, is so kind of so desperate to make money. I do worry that he won't clear anyone out when your sister has this wedding. Oh, There'll yes. still be people in there yeah. eating ham, egg, and chips. And they'll yeah. think, God, they've started doing entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird play. Yeah. What if they think the vicar is a karaoke host? Can you have a vicar? It, can you? Is do do you not need to sort of put? I don't, I don't know. Is it a blessed place, a Weatherspoons? Do is you it? do you have to or what is the word? It has to be Not ordained. ordained or no, vicar is ordained, but a, a room would be hallowed. No. Can a, can a vicar go to like a bakery and marry? Is it the vicar that makes it a holy place? Or it's is the it? bread. <laughs> well, it would be very holy yeah. food stuff. I think you can get married anywhere you want, can't you? Has to be licensed. Has to be licensed. No problem there then. With the Weatherspoons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's what we don't mind. Don't mind a bit of that business. Yeah. Um, so why? Is, so she wants to flow against the grain. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's why she picked Weatherspoons. I think so. I think she likes she likes kind of being a bit different. But I, yeah. I think it would be quite cool in a way. I also, cheap bar. It. Cheap bar, yeah. No, no music. music. No. Jinx. You can't talk now for the rest of your podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no music. Would that be good at a wedding? Yeah, I was Maybe. just going to say. I mean, yeah. you need... To, I could just imagine just the, the music of the fruit machines. <laughs> that could be the first dance. The kind of <laughs> yeah. you, I assume you're going. I'll go, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether she likes it or not. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I would quite like to see a photo of how it works out, um, if pos. I sort of imagine it was one of those, what's that man, a chap who takes photos called? Cold War Steve. Oh, I imagine yes. it looking a bit like a cold, like a wedding in a Weatherspoons would be quite Cold War Steve. I nearly said seasick Steve then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is, Izzy, Izzy, pub of the past, past of the pub. Uh, you grew up in Matlock in Derbyshire. What was the Matlock pub scenario? There was the Old English, which I worked in, <gasps> um, which was part of a hotel. You didn't tell me you were a pub swain. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and it was great. It kind of had panelled walls and like your average selection of lagers and spirits and, you know... It was all Smirnoff ice then, really. 
Um, and I worked there and I really loved it. And I had to work in the hotel bit as well, which didn't go very well. Hotel above a pub, do the uh, people staying in the hotel have access to the pub after 11? So there was a special room at the back of the old E with like a small room um which they which was like a members room so if you're staying in the hotel Aww. you could and we had to work until they wanted to stop drinking yeah yeah so like a kind of fantasy i guess yeah like it had no like windows a, oh god a windowless room so you just go there to just drink yeah it was quite <laughs> you know that you know that bit in um black out of the second where they're having the boozing competition and Blackadder can't take his booze, so he's secretly got water. And I think, who is it that suggests, like, for the next hour, we just si- drink in silence? Blackadder so does. Blackadder says, yeah. let's just have an hour of silent <laughs> drinking. It's <laughs> <is> my absolute <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> just someone, like, arriving in a pub, and someone just goes, right, yeah. we're just going to sit at this table and we're just going to drink for an hour <laughs> in total silence. Then what happens after the hour? They go home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the old E where you worked, what was it like as a place to work and how old were you? I was um, probably in my gap year, so 18, 19. Um, And there was a bar next door. When you say gap year, was was that the intention... To, to take a year off before you need to get some experience in the Not everyone has a gap year like yours, John. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in a Virgin Megastore. I know. It was, it was as bad as this. <laughs> so I didn't intend to take a gap year. I didn't get into drama school. Meaning I didn't get into my choice of university. So we had forced horrific gap years. Did loads of your mates go travelling to like Chile and stuff and you just stayed? Yeah, I just went to, um, yeah. went to the, the Mall. Yeah. And, and worked in uh, worked in a Virgin Megastore. Well, I was at the oldie, yeah. and it had a nightclub beneath it. So wow. it was hotel a kind of pub hotel nightclub. pub nightclub beneath it, which I redecorated at one point and was put in charge <laughs> of choosing the paint at eighteen, even though I had no experience of graph of what is it called interior design. And then Harvey's was the wine bar, so it, uh, there were four establishments wow. I suppose, within. Yeah, quite clever. <laughs> Wine bar, nightclub, pub, hotel, fantasy room of silence. Yeah. <laughs> it's, f- it's got five functions. Yeah. Ooh, I, w- is it still there? Um, yes, it's Could still there. Could we get there now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, oh, great. <laughs> it's funny the whole hotels above pubs thing, I think, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I, I like it. I like feeling like I have secret... Like, I have more of a right to be there, I guess, than the regular drinkers. Like, I know something they don't. Yeah. Yeah, so you're, like, sat with them. You're watching them drink their pints, but you're thinking, I can get a copy of The Telegraph. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm having for breakfast tomorrow. Yeah. My, my dad's, uh, his local pub was The Wellington, which has a hotel above it in Bristol. Does he really? Yeah, he can stay I in The didn't Wellington. Know that. Yeah. And uh, he once saw a guy come in and in, a, in a high-vis jacket. Uh, quite a sort of worn one. And he went upstairs to the hotel and came down in a really clean high-vis jacket. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) So weird. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So he had his, like, high-vis for best. Yeah, he must have done. (laughs) Yeah. Funny old pub. Anyway. So, Izzy, what was... Was the old E... Was that the only pub in Matlock and was that your first pub? 
no, it's not the only pub in Matlock. And there are there are a few pubs in Matlock. It's quite a it's a small market town. So there's probably about when I was growing up about ten pubs, and some of them were right at the top of a hill, and great and small and atmospheric. But we all stayed at the bottom of the valley because of the hill. Yeah. Because of the hill, of course. And also because that's where all our mates drank. And I think you go where your mates go. But my first pub, and I never worked there, was the Boathouse, which we called The Boat, which was everything I think I'd ever want in a pub. Oh, talk to me. So there were three interlinked rooms, and each one had a different vibe. Oh, yeah. Um, so you're talking a sort of trident of vibes. Yeah. A three-pronged vibe attack. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that. What, what, what were the three vibes? If you had to sum them up in a word. So when you, fir- when you first went in, there was a very long room. And so a long was, vibe. Yeah. Long vibe. Yeah. Sometimes long karaoke vibe. Oh, don't mind it. Yeah. So that, so that was the long room when you went in, and it was low ceilings. And so I'm just going to make a note of this. Vibe one was long karaoke. Yeah. Okay. And also, there was a regular at the bar who always claimed to have murdered a different amount of people. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So would, would you say threatening long karaoke? Yeah, maybe not threatening. What's one below threatening? Disconcerting. Sin- yes, yeah, sinister. Yeah, I mean, did the number go? Did the number go up? If the number went up, I'd be scared. If yeah, the number yeah. was erratic, going up and down to zero at to points. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> he just says, "I've murdered no one." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say hello. It's more sinister to say I've murdered no one than to say you've actually murdered some people. <laughs> <laughs> if you met someone for the first time and they said, "Hi, I've murdered no one." <laughs> You, you, you would definitely feel less comfortable than if they say, I, I, I once killed a man. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so vibe one is disconcerting long karaoke. What's, vi- what's vibe two, please? So vibe two was pinball and fit boys. Ooh, lovely. Because <laughs> that's where... The only people who went there... Matlock had two different types of teenager in the late 90s, which was like raver who went to Harvey's, which was down the road, or, like, grunge, which was... Jitter. That's yeah. a... That's a lo- did you have the phrase jitter? I've heard it, but we yeah. didn't use it. What was, did, did you have a localised phrase for... Like, grebo, maybe? Grebo, right, same? sure. Well, I remember a, g- a girl at school once said to me, are, y- are you queer or a jitter or what? Mm. <laughs> and I was so... I had no idea what the right answer was. Mm. <laughs> so I said, I'm not sure I'm either... And then I, and I, I was on the phone at the time to my mum, telling her to pick me up using a phone card, and she, and she hung up the phone I was on, like they do, would do in a prison. <laughs> it's really it's awful, <laughs> awful business. <laughs> I mean, if I'd had to pick a team, I'd say I was probably a jitter, but I didn't yeah. know what that meant. It sort of meant you went long-sleeved Nirvana t- t- tops, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, and like yeah. A, a long-sleeved top under a T-shirt. Yes, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So vibe two is pinball fit boys. Yeah. Yep. And there were older boys in there. Because I went there t- since I was about 14. I used to buy one blackcurrant and soda and play pinball all night. And I was very good at pinball. And it didn't have the um, the tilt. Uh, it wasn't turned on. So you could move the whole thing. And um, I used to go like this. When I was playing, I used to put my teeth 
and this guy used to come in and go, look at teeth, look at teeth. <laughs> what do you mean it wasn't turned on, by the way? It was just like There's an There's a mechanism on um, pinball machines, and some people know this, I'm sure, that when you tilt it, i.e. you shift it slightly when you think the ball's going to go down. Right. And um, if it's turned on, it's not as exciting because the machine will sense that you've... And you instinctively move it. Uh, yeah, and then it all... Um, everything will go dead and the ball just goes down. Right. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was it was the Adams family <laughs> oh, right, okay. machine. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So yeah, that was the second one. Then these fit boys would come in from room three and sort of say, "Look at teeth," and then go back again. Wow. And uh, that was very exciting. It's very hard for the the old carpal tunnel pinball. Do you ever struggle with that? You know, the muscle going up. Oh yeah, no, I know what you mean. No, yeah. I I didn't, but I can see how it could be a problem. Yeah. 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 Um. I just played. I remember <laughs> I played it once for one evening, and I was in agony for a week. Really? Yeah. How long did you play it for? I don't know, half an hour. God. Yeah. I hope you never have to breastfeed. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's when women get it, because you're holding the baby's head oh, like right. that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You'll probably be all right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Izzy, uh, your final vibe, please. Okay. Final vibe was fit boy pool. Oh, right. So there's a lot of fit boys. Pool... Fit boys. Actually, let's just say pool because the fit boys have been mentioned already. No, the, no, no, no. You can have fit boys okay. in more than one room. Okay. Why are you writing this down? <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, Izzy, we need to move on to beginning to create your fantasy dream pub. Okay. We'll talk about maybe what it looks like uh, a bit later, but we're going we're gonna to head straight into your first two options, um, which are your draft options. 
Um, speaking of which, can I get another pint of uh, Yulu, Siren Yulu, please? Seamless. Thank you. Oh, I'd love one of those too. Uh, and one for Robin as well, That's please. That's all right. Is it, do, you want, do you want another pint of Asahi? No, thank you. I haven't <laughs> drunk more than a pint of lager since about <laughs> 2002. Really? <laughs> no. Are you feeling crazy? Yeah, I'm going crazy, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> talking about Fit Boy Pool. And <laughs> Ellis said he had a full bottle of Doom Bar the other day and felt pissed walking up the stairs. And I just, <laughs> and, I, and I thought, I, I never want that to be me. <laughs> so, uh, Izzy, we're going to move on to your first two choices for your Dream Pub. Uh, your two draft items, please. Stella. Nice. And Cronenberg. <laughs> what? Whoa! <laughs> okay, Robin. As our resident lager spurt, which, no, I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> As our resident um, lager expert, I want you to discuss your thoughts and feelings while I write them up on the um, chalkboard. I, th- I, think you, I think you can have too much of a good thing. I'd, you know, I think I'd go for one or the other, because they are quite similar, aren't they? But, I'd, I mean, I, I am a big stellar defender. I think there is a subtle... <laughs> I think there is a subtle difference between them. I think stellar tastes... The word is, but like perhaps more sharp than Cronenberg feels a more rounded, deep taste. And to me, Stella is something now to start off the night with. I'm saying that as if I drink more than can half I, a lager when I can go I up, shock you? Yeah, go on. I don't think I've ta- ever tasted Stella. Really? And I don't think I've had Cronenberg since 1996 <laughs> when me and my friend Robert bought four cans. We were 14, bought four cans from a local newsagent. Went back to my house, ate a lasagna, had two cans of Stella each, and we were both sick in the garden. That's the thing. So I, you can't... I was going to choose Sol as one of my bottles, but I didn't in the end because I once drank three bottles of Sol and went to bed and then was sick in bed, but managed to get the sheet out of where it's tucked in just in time, and it was like a moat of sick. Oh. I know. I know. Imagine being there yeah. and having, having done it. Um, so that's why I couldn't choose Sol because I think sometimes when you have one bad experience with something but you Robin you hate Cronenberg don't you no don't you no I like it oh I've told a lot of people you hate it <laughs> <laughs> don't think that really matters no it's fine <laughs> in, in, in Europe don't they have different types of Cronenberg mm. Robin well, I think it's two different com- I think someone actually wrote in about this but there is yeah you have Cronenberg and 1664 for some reason yes. in the UK it's when I, I went yeah. to Bruges on holiday and I ordered Stella in the first bar I went in and they <laughs> just were apt, didn't even laugh, got bad vibes, <laughs> ordered some local beer, but, had a miserable holiday with someone but I broke Stella, up with. Oh, right, crikey. <laughs> but Stella kind of is local beer in Belgium, isn't it? It's brewed in Louvain. Yes, I've been but to I Louvain. think they've got this thing of like, Stella is the commercial, you know, yeah. But I used to, Stella was my go-to drink. If I was ever, you know, if I went on a first date or if I was kind of in a bar that I didn't know, if I saw Stella, it was like being in the boat. I just used to think, great, I'll have Stella. I know what it tastes like. Mm. It's weird that I think it's quite a British thing that if you see a well-known British brand abroad, you think, oh, great. Because it's like, we like big brands. We like sort of Heinz and we like... I don't know. Danone? (laughs) 
yeah, I'm not sure that's a British brand. Oh, yeah. Imperial leather. Imperial leather. Imperial leather. We sort of like comforts, whereas other yes, countries yeah. are a bit like, oh, this is our export that everyone thinks is what we do. Like if I went abroad and saw they had Doom Bar on tap, I'd feel quite, even though it's not a drink I particularly like, I'd feel quite sort of, oh, cool, they've got Doom Bar. Sorry, I don't know at what point I'm making. <laughs> um, so Stella and Cronenberg. Good, good, good. Bottles, Izzy. Bottles or cans? Bottles. Bottles. I really dithered over this and I changed it. Um, well, you said you changed it from Sol. And I, I was a bit yeah. worried because it sort of sounds like you're not building a dream pub, but you're building a dream bargain booze. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I'd love to get locked in a bargain booze. Oh my God, God yes. But it'd all pretty much be room temp. Um, my two bottles are, the first one is Oyster Bay Sauvignon Blanc. Yes, the newsagent's nice. champagne. <laughs> The most expensive wine you can buy in a newsagent. <laughs> and it's so good. Nice. It's good. It tastes like licking a stone. In a good way. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a stone that's been in a waterfall. Yeah. yeah. Without pollution in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A flinty waterfall. The, um, for the avoidance of doubt, the newsagent's champagnes are uh, Oyster Bay, Oxford Landing, Casaliero del Diablo and Harvey's Crest. Hardy's Crest. Wolf Blass. Wolf Blass. Echo Falls. Have you said Echo Falls? Oh, no. That's not. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the newsagent's champagne. Okay. That's the newsagent's shit. <laughs> uh, so, Oyster based Sauvignon Blanc, Izzy. Talk to me about your thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Oh, I, I hadn't had this until I did an acting job in Cardiff. And one of the actors who really liked Sauvignon Blanc would just order it wherever we went. And I immediately loved it. And I used to work for Oddbins and we did a lot of wine training. You're a fucking sommelier trained sommelier, aren't you? Well, actually, I do have the equivalent of a GMVQ in wine tasting. Oh, Um, but I would love that. It fades quite quickly. So at one point I could blind identify virtually any grape. Really? Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I loved what I, I really, really felt passionate about when people used to ring up and be like, I don't like Chardonnay. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like that. I'd want to go try this, try this on oak Chardonnay. Like I think I didn't like it when people didn't have confidence in mm. trying new stuff or in themselves in a way. Yeah. Well, so I, I think I, yeah. wine is an area where people do feel a little bit intimidated, um, especially I always think it's a mistake for a, an off-license or a wine shop to have too much choice, by which I mean like two or three hundred wines. Yeah. Why not just have two belters? <laughs> you've got a thousand bottles of each. Uh, this one's a fiver. This one's a tenner. This one tastes of leather. This one tastes of grapes. I totally agree. I, I mean, I'm exaggerating by saying No, but two. I know what you mean. Like, when I went to Slovenia, we went to this restaurant once, and this is in the late 90s, and a woman just brought out a trolley and was like, this is the food. <laughs> and it was like a start or a main course and dessert, absolutely no choice. I didn't know what it was. 
um, and I just set it, and it was brilliant because I didn't have to choose anything. And I know what you mean. Like one Christmas, my mum asked for us. We didn't do it because it would have been really odd, but to get her a different out, seven different outfits, and just give them to her so that she could wear something every day of the week without thinking about it. Like. Mm. Um, like uh, Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. He's got the same outfit for yeah. every day of the week. Yeah. Mm. So I, I really do get that. And I think that choices is, is quite difficult. But we were trained in... People used to ring up and say, I'm having this to eat. What should I have with it? And I loved matching wine with food. I, I, yeah. Okay, I'm going to set you a little challenge. I'm having a Thai red curry and a... Another Thai red curry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having two Thai red curries. What wine should I have with the two Thai red curries? I would have either either either. Yes, when I'm advising people, well, you're hardly all you need to do is you're on the right road. I would say Riesling. Yes, that's the top answer. Or Gewurz Gewurz Traminer. Yes. Yeah. That's the second top answer. Is it? Yeah. The age of Riesling. You should always have a Riesling with spicy food. Yeah. Give me one good Riesling. (laughs) Um, uh, What's your second bottle, please, Izzy? My second bottle is Bailey's. Ooh, I don't mind it. Uh, Tell me why. I've got a real weakness for, like, creamy... For, like, cream, basically. Creamy cream. (laughs) Like, I love... Um, like creamy cocktails and cocktails with ice cream and banana in it and like puddings and like but they've got to have cream in them right Um, and for me Bailey's is such a great drink I did drink a pint of Bailey's (laughs) on the day I got my GCSE results Um, (laughs) what a lovely lovely image (laughs) that's such a lovely 90s image I, I'm guessing that pretty much did you for the day. Yeah, yeah. went out to the nightclub underneath the oldie, um, which had many names, it was then called the Underground, ordered a pint of Baileys, which someone served to me. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> um, I didn't get it in loads of shot glasses and pour it into a pint glass. They gave me the pint, um, and I downed it. Oh, my God. Um, and then just was home within half an hour. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. I think yeah. I don't understand about Bailey's is when does it go off? Because it's cream and milk. Well, I don't think it does because it's alcohol preserves yeah, it. You don't have to have it in the fridge, do you really? guys? No. You, you have it in the cupboard. And it can. And it will, how long will it last for? Years. Yeah. That's weird. It's like pickle. Like what? When does p- pickle doesn't go off? But pickle's got veg in it. But it's pickle. <laughs> mm. What's weird is that port actually. So I had a bottle of port in the in the cupboard for years. I I really really like port, but I didn't choose it as a bottle because I used to have this thing called migraine associated vertigo, which meant I had to cut out like red wine and port. So I can't have it very much, but occasionally I have it and I love it. But port actually doesn't last very long theoretically once it's opened. Mm. Well, no, because it's like a it's sort of it's a fortified well, wine. I suppose because it's fortified. I just always thought you could have it for years. But how does Bailey's outlive port? I mean, that doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> Well, you you do get ports that are obviously like 20 or 50 or 100 years old, but I guess it's once you open it, the oxygen attacks it in a way it doesn't attack the Baileys. So Baileys is the cockroach of booze. Yes, 
What I don't understand is when you open wine, are there any like super wine experts in here? Because, and you have to be comfortable with the, the label super wine expert. <laughs> like when you open, say you open a bottle of wine and you have half a glass and you think, oh, that's not really for me. And you put the lid on. Why does that still go off in like three days? Because such a tiny amount of oxygen can get to a, such a tiny amount of the wine. I don't understand. I imagine it's to do with breaking the seal. Hmm. It's like as soon as oxygen has touched it, it begins a process that will inevitably lead to your ruin. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, so uh, are there other creamy drinks you like? There's a cocktail at um, the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> I really like. Why are they laughing? What does it mean? Well, the Rainforest Cafe is like um, in London Trocadero, um, and it's like a sort of kids' restaurant, really. Oh, right. Does it have a kind of soft play area? Um, it does have a soft play area, but it's got um, animals, like it's got an elephant, a gorilla, like lo- loads and loads of different animals, a tiger, and every sort of... And I know it's actually every... I think it's every 28 minutes, there's thunder and a sort of rainstorm, and all the animals make noises and the reason I know it's every 28 minutes is because we took my daughter there for her fourth birthday and she went ballistic every time that happened so we started timing it and taking her upstairs to the gift shop <laughs> every time it was about to happen but they do a cocktail and it might be called like chunky monkey or funky monkey or something and it's um banana um ice cream baileys like chocolate drops it's fucking great it's great yeah great great well, um, thank you for your first four choices. We'll perhaps discuss the, the look of your dream pub uh, after the interval. Um, but before the interval, we have to head over to the Brain Boxes Emporium. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey have been deducted five points. Thanks. Welcome to the pub quiz, the first live pub quiz. It's great. Uh, so, Izzy, do you like a pub quiz? Yeah. Cool. We're going to do... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do three, three questions. We can have a think about them. Then we'll go to a break. And then we'll go through the answers. And we can't have our phones during the break. No, you can't. Oh, shit, I didn't think of that. That's all right. Yeah. Well, just be good. You yeah, were good about the QR codes. I trust you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just be good. Good people. We're yeah, all good you people can discuss it and see all if we kind people. of collectively come up with the answer. Zzz. Anyway, this this um, this quiz is about chocolates. Oh, lovely! Thank you. Question one: The current size of a tin of Quality Street is six hundred and fifty grams. <gasps> okay, six fifty. But this has changed over the years. If you were to travel back in time to nineteen eighty-eight when Quality Street was acquired by Nestle. How much would a tin of Quality Street weigh? Has it gone up? Has it gone down? You know, have a think, have a think. Question two. Question two, how many cocoa beans does it take to make one pound of chocolate? 
good cue. Uh, that one came up when I, <laughs> I looked up chocolate questions on Google. <laughs> that was the first one. Question three. When did Marathon change its name to Snickers? Oh, it's a good classic. Cue, yeah. good it's a cue. classic. It's a classic. So those um, are the three questions. Anyone want any repeats? Robin. Go on. Yeah. Uh, I, there's, I just sensed in the sort of murmurations of the vibe symposium within the moon underwater that people may want clarification on what type of chocolate the cocoa beans are making. Shit. What the hell? Um, I just got chocolate. Okay. Um, so if anyone is... I guess it would be not milk chocolate. It would be, you know, pure, like, dark chocolate chocolate. Pure chocolate. Like before it's mixed with other stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's pure, pure chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so for example... If a, a dark chocolate were a 70%, then that's 70% pure chocolate, which this is what the cocoa beans are making. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a kind of ballpark one anyway. It's, I'm not looking it's for It's a BP. Ex- it's a ballpark. I'm not looking for an like, exact number. We're yeah, not yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just get your BPs. Get your BPs in your mind. Yeah. Pop them in, out into the ether. Don't Google chocolate question. Do not Google <laughs> chocolate questions on Google. We'll be very, very upset with you all. Yeah. Um, okay, folks. Well, uh, we're now going to take a quick recess. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you back here in 15 minutes. But please give some applause for Izzy City and the lovely Robin Allender. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.